Welcome to episode 8 of the Parenting Dyslexia podcast. The title of this podcast episode is What is the difference between screening for dyslexia and a diagnostic assessment? Many parents who I interact with have often told me that their children have been screened for dyslexia and that their school has then based their provision of support upon the result of that screen. Some schools have used the argument that they are providing the right level of support for a child's learning difficulties when challenged about the appropriateness of that support, citing that no further assessment is required or that the child's parents should apply for an educational health and care plan, often referred to as an EHCP. Are those schools correct or are they risking a child not getting the correct level of support for their learning needs? Should parents look to get a diagnostic assessment for their child? If so, what does a diagnostic assessment provide that a screen doesn't? What is a diagnostic assessment and is this the same as screening? Over the years, in my conversations with parents about these terms, these have been really a source of confusion. If a child is screened for dyslexia and the result is positive, then does that mean that the child needs to have a diagnostic assessment? Are they not the same thing? Actually, the answer is no. So let's together understand what screening for dyslexia means. And then we can look at the diagnostic assessment term. Dyslexia is often described as a spectrum of cognitive ability whereby no two people with dyslexia would have the same mix of cognitive strengths and weaknesses. With this in mind, it would make sense to assess a child's specific needs on a personal basis. Screening doesn't take this approach. There are many types of screening software available that look for indications of dyslexia for a child. These are often used in schools because they are easy and quick to administer. By their nature, screening software seeks to broadly assess dyslexia within the child or adult who is being screened. And I emphasise the term broadly. Whilst I'm not a dyslexia expert, I've come to think of screening results as an indication of probability and not a defining result. While screening for dyslexia is an initial useful indicator, they are sometimes at risk of providing false positives, or not indicating dyslexia at all. For example, one school that I know screens all of their Year 7 students entering into secondary education, thus giving the SENCO an indication as to which student could need intervention that is specific to the needs of that individual student. A positive result for dyslexia from the screen gives parents and teachers an indication that further support could be needed for a child, but they will not yet have enough information to be able to provide the most appropriate support. Note that if a school is putting an intervention in place based upon the results of a screen, then whilst this is a positive move in terms of the school showing willing um, willingness in helping the child with their dyslexia, there is a risk that the intervention being put in place is not optimum for the child's needs because the child's needs have not been fully diagnosed. That child needs a diagnostic assessment. So what is a diagnostic assessment? Well, the British Dyslexia Association states that a diagnostic assessment is the only way that dyslexia can be formally identified. It provides a clearer picture of a child or adult's cognitive strengths and weaknesses. 
The resultant information from the diagnostic assessment will shape the type of support that a child or adult will need within whatever context that they need that support. For example, um, within the education, the classroom, or for an adult in the workplace. A diagnostic assessment usually takes around three hours to take, um, usually within a quiet and distraction-free room with the assessor. Given the current coronavirus restrictions, it is possible that this could be delivered online by the assessors. The assessor will usually start the assessment with informal chats about the challenges that the person taking the assessment is experiencing. The aim here is to collect background information about what's going on for the, for the person being assessed. And then they'll look, out, look to carry out a series of tests that assess the underlying ability of that person. And these will be testing reading, writing and spelling. Uh, they will test handwriting and fine motor skills, phonological awareness, speed of processing and memory, speech and language and auditory processing. So I guess the question is, should I get a diagnostic assessment for my child? Well, this is very much a decision for you as a parent. Um, a private assessment is not cheap usually around £600, and it is possible that your school could deliver one for free, but I emphasise the word possible. Not all schools will go down that route, although some do. Technically and legally, it's within your rights to request your local authority here um, in, in England, um, not so sure about Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. You'd need to check if you're local to those areas. Um, but you can request your local authority to do an education health and care assessment with a qualified educational psychologist. Um, and if, if they deliver that, that would be done for free. For me, it was probably the best use of spending £600 on my daughter. We were lucky we could afford it. It gave me the confidence to talk with the school about what my daughter needed in terms of support. I was fortunate the school accepted the report and they followed the recommendations and my daughter thrived. Some schools and local authorities won't accept independent diagnostic assessment reports from qualified assessors and they would be wrong not to do so. Without the diagnostic assessment in place, I believe that we as parents would have been confused as to what support our daughter needed and our school would not have acted upon our concerns about her struggles. The school felt that our daughter's needs were not as problematic compared to those of those more significant needs of other students and they felt that they had to prioritise their resources according to need. They weren't prepared to do anything without some kind of proof. Without this that diagnostic assessment in place, there was no perceived significant need requiring support. I believe that a diagnostic assessment, at the very least, reduces confusion about what a child needs in terms of support. Without it, we as parents would have been spending time and money trying to help our daughter outside of school hours, with lots of enthusiasm, but no actual specific knowledge of what exactly we were dealing with, or what our daughter needed. The diagnostic assessment report became the basis of focused support that resulted from working in partnership with our school. You've been listening to episode 8 of the Parenting Dyslexia podcast. 
entitled What is the Difference Between Screening for Dyslexia and Diagnostic Assessment? There are resources available that can talk you through more about getting a diagnostic assessment, but my recommendation is very much to get in touch with organisations such as the British Dyslexia Association or indeed PATOS, who, who have qualified assessors who can provide that diagnostic assessment. More details about that can be found on the Study with Dyslexia blog on the resources page. Thanks for listening. I've been John Hicks. And if you would like to join the Parenting Dyslexia community, of which there's almost 3,000 members, then could I invite you to go to www.parentingdyslexia.co.uk forward slash welcome and sign up and I will send you resources that you can use as a parent as you support your dyslexic child. You'll be able to join our Facebook group where parents all over the world share tips and ideas and thoughts about what it's like to parent a child with dyslexia as well as getting all the up-to-date news on what's happened on the study with dyslexia blog of which some of you may well be aware of already thank you for listening